We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, WGC St. Jude, sorry, FedEx St. Jude. It's a whole lot going on here in the title. Picks, predictions, preview, one and done bets. We got it all for you. A recap of the British Open, maybe some Barracuda talk towards the end. It's all here. Jeff Feinberg, also here. What's up? Sign in your name? Sign in your scorecard? I'm good. You're good? Yeah, I'm a little weathered, but we're, we're good. All right, well, you gather yourself. I'm going to let the people know how they can get into some draws for 20 DK bucks. How about that? <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds good. All right, if you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, myriad of ways to do so. Smash the like button for the episode. Leave DraftKings handle in the comment section. <laughs> Give me a winner for the WGC FedEx St. Jude. All right, that's one, the Invitational. We're no longer a classic. It is now an Invitational. We're up to 1,900 iTunes reviews, so let's get up get that up to 2,000, all right? So five-star review, something nice, something you like about the show. Nothing negative in there. Like No one-stars. We want five-stars. Then leave your DraftKings handle. Boom, you're in a draw. Follow me on Instagram at the PME. See a golf post or a football post. Like it. Leave your DraftKings handle after you follow. And boom, you're in the draw for 20 DK bucks. Last week's winners of 20 DK bucks. I gave over $1,000 away on last week's show because, you know, it's the last major of the season. But this week's winners already been credited of 20 DK dollars. Ozzy to Tommy Jack. It's a long one to log in with. Bulldog P71, Star Date KCHS Golf, Smitty Joe 5, and Markleboo were the winners of 20 DK dollars. You want to talk British Open? Let's go. Although it was not a fun week for me in terms of the you know, the whole betting scene, I did scale back what I did. Uh, the Danny Willett top eight kind of helped mitigate some of the huge loss. Still lost, but you know, mitigated some of the losses. Hold on. What's that? Hold on. He held on there at the very end. Yeah, need, hold on. Needed some help along the way, but everyone was just flying off the leaderboard. You know, especially everyone that I had being like, "Oh, I wonder if Ben Ann can sneak into the top 20. Like he he gone. That was no fun. 
And I made all those uh, to make the cut and to miss the cut parlays. But like Razor Ramon says about the Chicas, they just for fun, man. I don't really like that. Those are just thanked losses. And I won the big one at the Masters, so I don't really care about that. But it was interesting. Um, I'm shocked Lowry just played so well the entire time. Like, if I'm not going to win, I'm kind of glad he won. It would have been nice to see Tommy come back and win, I guess, just because we love Tommy so much. But you really, unless Rory won or GMAC won or somehow Darren Clark was, like, smoking cigs walking up the 72nd hole going for a win, like, the story couldn't have turned out better. And I went back and read my column from last week. And I played all those trends, like, oh, the top top tens coming in over their last five starts. I basically bet everyone except for Shane Lowry, who was on that list. So I feel like an idiot. I I didn't really have much to say about Lowry. I'll I'll own the fact I didn't believe he had outright winner in him. No, neither so that's I. why, you know, in the purpose of this show. The, and the number wasn't high enough to like catch my eye to to think you know to score big on in each way, uh, but the books knew because what he was in the mid sixties, right? He was either like fifty, fifty five, sixty six, depending on where you were at. Yeah. But, like, but even to look at his wins, like Abu Dhabi, he won Abu Dhabi. He won, a, he won WGC. He won the Irish Open as an amateur. Like those are pretty good wins. Now he has this one. Like he yeah. he competes on hard courses against good fields, and we just kind of forgot about him. Absolutely, and uh, two wins in the calendar year takes a special player to do that. If you look, who sort of has that? Kucher Brooks. It's a very elite group. Tiger, um, Tiger Molinari. Tiger yeah. doesn't have it in a ca- in no. like a year. He's got the Tour Championship no, and the Masters. Season. Well, I'm just saying, I said well, calendar. Oh, well, well, this isn't the calendar year. The calendar year starts in 2019. <laughs> no, I meant like in the year from the win. Okay. Like that's sort of just what I'm going with. Within a year, they year span, they win, have two wins. Okay. I don't make that what you would. Rory, I don't know if you said him, but it's a very like Rom, a very small group of players. And you look who's in it. I think Kevin Na's in it. But uh, for the most part, it's a very elite group. All the credit to him. I'm a Tommy guy. Was hoping Tommy was going to catch him. But you said it. If it wasn't going to be someone I had, I mean, what a great win. I think the only take I really had or anything through all the days of even doing anything, whether it be interviews, the only time he came up was I was asked whether I liked him or McDowell more in DraftKings because they were the same price. Okay, I didn't use either of them. And I was like, no, I'm very pro-Lowry in that regard. But again... It's kind of off my radar because I didn't think the outright was coming, but a great year. I think the majors presented Tiger, which is a forever kind of moment, and we'll see. Uh, Brooks cements himself as an alpha, and then we get two opens with all-around good guys, great stories, winning that are special wins uh, in their own right. It was frustrating from a Tommy's perspective in that... um, you wish you had a bit of a killer in those like first three holes, four holes. Because it, it could have been one stroke. On, the, fr- on was- the first hole, the first oh. hole was the entire day when Lowry saves his bogey and Tommy misses. A six footer. And, yeah. and Tommy misses the birdie putt. Like Tommy's if, the, if got, that goes like, yeah. the other way, if Lowry pushes That's it, and Tommy makes it's it, it's one. down to one and it's game on. But after that, it was basically over. No, it was. I would give Tommy almost a reprieve to two where he missed uh, a short birdie putt also. We got to make them putts, Tommy. Uh, which would have gotten it to two. Like, to, to even, like, yes, one could have been an ultimate, like, wow, it's freaking on and on. Because Tommy had about a seven, eight footer for birdie. Shano had about a six footer for bogey. That's like us. First, like, uh, that's how I play golf. Six footer for bogey. I got to <laughs> make those to play bogey golf. I can, I can, you know, tell bogeys are bad. I usually mess them. 
uh, like most of us probably watching. Um, yeah, so Tommy couldn't make that. Then he had one inside 10 feet, I want to say, on two and couldn't make it. Uh, and even though it wouldn't have been the big swing from one, to have been able to chipped up, ch chipped away like Andy Dufresne on one and chipped away like Andy Dufresne on two could have been a different day. But all the credit to Shane and, yeah, Tommy. And I want to say the shirts that Tommy and Finau were wearing for the most part, I think they look really ugly on TV, but in person I, I have a feeling those, those are really nice are, are, shirts. Are they sponsored by the uh, upcoming HBO series Watchmen? They're the Rorschach shirts? No. I think they're like, from a distance, it's hard to tell, but I think it's like uh, golfers and like greens and golf flags. But it was like a very hard on TV. I don't think the shirts translated. Yeah, it looked like the ink. Well, it looked like the ink block yeah, shirt. Yeah, but on but on closer inspection, those are like real things, so not ink blots. Best scoring average now, as we look back, and we'll have to remember this heading into next year. Do you know who has the best scoring average at the British Open over the past three four years? Tony Fino. Yeah, he's a mutter. Play, plays, yeah, like, he's a mutter. plays like garbage coming yeah. in. I had basically written garbage, him off. Yeah. And... But his number got back to like the 80s, and there was a nice each way, I think. Some people could have cashed. Oh, for sure, yeah. It wasn't me, but. On him? Yeah, nice nice little mutter. Turns it on, and I guess now we're all going to, we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, maybe we can win something big. There's very few tournaments left, and I've. There's identified really, there, players who are going to win. So it's yeah. kind of hard for me to get off There's that. really four tournaments <laughs> yeah. left because the tour championship is going to be an absolute shit show with the people starting okay. at like the different levels. Are like, we even going to do I, a show? I don't know. I don't even know. Are the books even going to do? I, I don't I don't know how draft. I'm not sorry. I'm asking. I don't know how DraftKings is going to work. I don't know how betting is going to work. Like I just have no idea how that plays itself. And I guess five tournaments because the I, the books might actually do two separate things. They'll they'll have the built in live like it'll almost be a live pre tournament set with scores. Okay, do you feel what I'm saying? Sure. Well, yes or no? Yeah. And then they'll probably do someone like total scores to par. That's going to be hard to track the entire week. No, wouldn't everyone will play four rounds? Yeah, but I mean, when we look at the scoreboard, that the scoreboard won't translate that to us. You have to so like then they're just going to make it'll it... be like old fantasy football when you're playing so, on paper that you have to go and like look at the scores, write them down next to each other. So then, essentially, the pre betting board will be like we're betting after the first round. I guess so. Like I said I don't know how it's That's going to go. That's what I think they're going to do. They can make a live odds after the first round. They could certainly just do that. That's my guess. That's what I think we're getting. Let's not think about that for um, that too, too bad Brooks doesn't practice. Well, this is, I mean, this is the whole thing. Like when we talk about, you know, Spieth can get up there and really rally because he's making every single putt. Like he, he didn't, I don't think he had a fairway Kay. over 72 holes. It was a real. But he made every single putt. Brooks went the other way. It was a lot like Patrick Reed the first two days. Like Reed should have been six under after the first round. He must have missed, I don't know, seven putts inside 10 feet. And Brooks just missed them. We're used to Brooks making all those putts. But when you go look at those like regular tournaments, where does Brooks usually falter? It's not usually off the tee. It's not usually with his irons as he has a bad putting week. Yeah. Just turned out he finally had a bad putting week in a major and he still came fucking forth. Yeah. No, he's, he's the man. He's Godzilla. He is alpha. But he also, if he's going to say the things that he says, like you can snicker at him when it doesn't work. And by not working, he finishes fourth. in fourth. That being said, uh... I'm not really buying the whole, like, not caring thing. And I think, like, again, we've just had Major. He didn't win it. Now that's been two in a row. He didn't win. And I know there's a world where people think it's impossible he won't win the Masters. 
But let's who, just who thinks that everybody. He's the favorite. He's now the favorite, so he's got to win. Favorites always win. Okay, That's what I heard. Sorry, you're just. I'm not wasn't prepared. I, I, I am for that. I am waiting to I'm, I want to troll you all day now that I see how aggravated you get for trolls. That really cracked me up, by the way. No, I don't why know. do you give trolls the peace of mind? Because in your scenario on Twitter, you I have, don't want to talk about you have this. One of where, two, are we, where are we going now? You I want to continue to troll you. Um, you have one of two options. You're either, you're either dealing with like a mentally deranged person, someone who's actively trolling you, or someone who's like slow. There's no upside to this whatsoever. It's like me taking Chan Kim on my DraftKings team. There was no upside. It was just stupid. I wasn't gonna... Yeah, I guess. So we found out for ourselves. Bad epic miscalculations. <laughs> Crack me up. Uh, so on that, so let's just pretend we're the 250 days or so from now, and Brooks didn't win the Masters. Mm -hmm. Do you think he'll like start caring about other events then? I guess so. Like it, It's so strange. I, I, a lot of it... I think Brooks underrated, like, is very good at branding himself. Like, that's why he did that, like, body issue and, like, his whole, like, lack of caring. He's sort of like a more charismatic Dustin Johnson. Because Dustin doesn't say either way whether he cares yes. or doesn't care. But it always seems like he yes. doesn't care. No, trust me. He's closer to Bryce, to Dustin. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that browbeats, like, three bags of balls per club. Like yeah, you he's, know. Not, he's not going to be VJ on the range. Yeah, after or, he's or missed, Bryson. Or, like, or, yeah. Who was it? Who was on the range at the at the British? It was Jimenez. Jimenez was on the range at the British Open. Like after, well, he's got to tune up for the Senor, the Senor yeah. Open, the exactly. Senor open. But like VJ used to do that too. If he yeah. ever missed a cut, he'd stick around for the two days and like continue to no. practice the entire time. And we've Bruce heard... just wants to fucking chill. He has four majors. What does he care? He's the freaking man. But again, you're right. He kind of like misguided. Listen, I like everybody. There are so many guys that we can talk about or um, that are, you know, there's over 250, 300 guys in this like hemisphere of the two tours and more. I love when everyone shows like any part of themselves, like good or bad, good or bad. So like club throwing or like anything. I'm into any kind of emotion, emotion, whether it be like saying I don't care golf uh, it's not that hard like those types of things and like to be the completely other you know side of that and one of the guys that are like incredibly introspective and you know can ramble about all sorts of things i, I like them all i like them all but but i don't buy the i don't care thing i don't buy it i'll never buy it well we'll see if he I'll cares or not because if i was organizing the uh the fedex saint jude invitational the wgc first round pairing is definitely brooks and jb holmes again is there anything people enjoyed more than jb holmes basically shooting 90 because i i relished it it was okay. fantastic i also i want to applaud brooks and what he's doing in his war on slow play yeah that's good for all of us yes because and i don't know who said it so, but I'm paraphrasing from something I read. He almost feels like he has to take it on himself because the people in charge are clearly doing absolutely nothing. It's not like he is saying things and they're taking what he's saying and then they're making efforts to improve it. No one is doing anything. So it's nice that we have the ultimate alpha on tour sort of making this his thing. I got no problems with that. 
I like it a lot. I like how he described JB. He's like, JB's not even a slow player. It's just he doesn't begin to prepare for a shot until it's his turn. I got a buddy who does that. That's ridiculous. It is infuriating. It is infuriating because I am a grip it and rip it like guy. Is your friend a professional golfer? No. Then then, then there's absolutely no. At least with JB, there's like millions of dollars on the line. With your friend, he's just being an asshole. No, it's just like, I don't know, his turn. I completely agree. Like your turn... Everything but pretty much approaching the ball and hitting it, like at least like 45% of your routine, you can begin before it's your turn. Like Brooke said, JB didn't even have his glove on until it was his turn to shoot. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like there's a lot of parts of the routine that should easily be happening on all levels of golf. So I'm happy for Brooks. I'm happy he's putting that on his mantle. I think he, I don't know, he could probably win this week. I think he he cares. I think he cares way more than he leads on. I'll go as far to say, and I could be dead wrong, I think the I don't care thing is just a defense mechanism. I think it's branding. He's a, he's a cool golfer. He doesn't care. Yeah, I don't know. Just he, he like wants, I'm he wants, a, he wants to go, you know, party works. and hang out with his babe. When you are elite like that, you can turn that into pure branding. Just like uh, Kawhi says, "I'm a fun guy." Like at a press conference in in September, don't believe me, I'm a fun guy. And all of a sudden, it's like his brand and his whole T-shirt. Brooke, I don't know whoever it is. Now I don't care. Do you think golf's not that hard? Like Nike T-shirts, sure. I don't know. Do you think that Brooks? ends up with one of these like storied careers, 10 majors kind of thing over the next 15 years. Or is he Patty Harrington? I'm not. Because Harrington had this run too, and people completely forget that. Lots of guys have had this no, run. No, no, people, it's basically like those two. Rory didn't have a run like this? Yeah, but Rory's been consistently, like Harrington won three you majors. You wouldn't even call run? Spieth won three majors over the course of what, like four years? Harrington won three of six. Okay, so you're right. Sorry, <laughs> look. That's you're right. That's a it was just rare, like, it's a rarefied air. But at the I, I mean, I wasn't doing golf commentary at the time. I was much younger. I didn't pay attention the same way. But were people having the exact same conversations? Like, oh my god, Brooks could break the majors record. Were people saying that about Patty Harrington? Or is it because Vintage Tiger was still around at that time? People were like, wow, that's weird that Tiger is not winning and this other guy's. Winning. I I'm just like dumb enough to believe. Like sitting here watching, doing this every week, a show talking about it before and after the fact, and then spending three plus days watching these tournaments. Like I fail to believe he is that much better than the other guys like around him. I'm obviously being proven wrong. There's great money to be made. Even in the majors, he doesn't win. You take every matchup against the elites. He's like a pick em versus John Rom. He's laying like five cents to Dustin's 15 cents. Um, Rory, he's probably an underdog. Cash it, cash it, cash it, cash it. I'm not doubting there's something special about him. And I'm not doubting I'd rather bet him in, like you say it all the time. I don't believe the whole not care thing, but I do agree. I'd probably rather bet him at nine or 10 to one at a major than seven to one at a Byron Nelson. I do agree with that. I don't know. Which is funny because that goes in the face of logic. Completely. And I will say the fact that we can even have this conversation speaks to the absurdity of the achievement. Yes. Right? Like, that just, like, the fact that this conversation can happen speaks to how crazy the achievement is and how special it is and how amazing he is. Um, uh, something I didn't want to paraphrase. Uh, Cooley had an interesting point. 
that and, I could. And pick the winner. He had Shane Lowry. Great for him. Shout out Ben. Awesome. Because he'd been real close, too. I know he was on Bryson with me. Oh, uh, who wasn't on Bryson something. at the 3M? That was horrible. We all were on hey. Bryson. This is from Ben's Twitter. Shouldn't need saying, but Cupco's achievements remain stupendous. I do wonder, though. We've got 250 days or something until the next tournament. He says he cares about. A lot of pressure on four weeks per year if he's going to full, fully commit to the idea he has created for himself as a golfer. Again, I think that part of this is like a troll job. Part of it is an act because he wants us, he wants us to view him in a certain way. And maybe that's good for, like I said, his brand, for sales, for his popularity. I don't know. But... Oh, he is an alpha. He is it, it, may, it may be more perceived pressure that other people think that he has, and maybe he's just like, I show up the same. I show up to every tournament and do exactly the same thing. I don't really care. <laughs> also, you see, there's a lot of like scripting that goes on that like everyone shares in that Nike orbit. No one else is alpha enough to wear that hat he was wearing at the U.S. Open. That's true. Nobody. Um, you didn't see it on someone else's head on a different day or a different week. I don't know what that means. I'm just like, it's another small layer of like, this guy's a freak. He's freaking ghosting Tiger. That's a, he's a king. That is a vintage Tiger move though. But he is a king. Like he is the king. He's the king. Tiger Rory. Rory's a press conference after missing the cut. It's quite nice. Love it. Not shocked at all. We saw it watching that. It was fun. It would have been really fun to have seen him make it, but it was almost cool. That, like, the cut sweat just sort of became a Rory sweat because it did have a special... We could sense the importance of it. We knew the importance of it for eight months, five years. Too much pressure. It it all manifested itself day one. Like, just missing that, like, three-inch putt on 16 round one. Like, that's the difference between him playing the weekend and not. Not to say that he was going to come back and win because he wasn't. And it was a great call, like, to the Lowry. And I'm sure people that wrote him up, like, for Rory dealing with, like, the mountainous of pressure and McDowell sort of being the face of a lot of of it. Lowry's got to be like the Gaelic bear, you know, as like Cam would call him. Lowry's very Cam-esque. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just Tiger. I, I felt stupid because I played all these like to miss the cut parlays and Tiger was on all of them. Yet I didn't bet Tiger three to one to miss the cut. I feel like an idiot. Just should have played the Tiger film to miss what? the cut parlay. I think it would have paid like seven to one. Dumb, Jeffrey. Okay. Dumb. Don't get me wrong. I just want to backtrack. I think Brooks is Godzilla. Godzilla. I just want him to win a couple of non-majors so people can just drop it. That's all. And you want to win your bet that you made. Oh, I'm not even worried about that. That's like free. You're now talking like Tim. It's not free by any means. It's free. Okay. Like worst case, I'll push. There was no push rules in there. Push is a tie. Yeah, push is, is a tie. Um... One more thing I want to talk about. Okay. Well, two, because I'll just take your take on coverage. The coverage, when it, like, overnight, like, when I was watching was from was 1 a.m. till 5 a.m. was amazing. Always. But, like, even on, and I mean, a lot of this is selfish reasons. And Justin Ray and I talked about this when we did the show together. Uh, that He said that NBC was committed to showing as many shots as possible. CBS plays more narrative that they want to build a story with their TV coverage. But it felt like NBC took the page from CBS was like, we're playing pure narrative here. Like there was a lot of just 
nothing happening, especially on Sunday when we could have seen Justin Thomas hit a few shots, Henrik Stenson hit a few shots. I know people weren't playing well, and if people were making more birdies, they would have cut to them. I don't think, yeah, we didn't get enough of, like, Westwood and Willett. And Willett we got no Willett. Once they, like, hit 14. Like, we didn't need it. I, I agree. And I was sitting there on the, like, the bad app being like, is Willett going to par 18? Because I need him oh to par 18 God. here. Because he went, like, bogey, birdie, bogey, bogey, then par, par to okay. end. I was like, I need to see what he's things. doing here. To be blind to the tracking, I want to live these, like, Jordan Spieth magic bean escapes. I want to know, even though, like, it's you could write the movie, it's the same insert script from every hole, right? Hazel off the fairway. Like a layup or, or or gets it greenside, but in a horrible yeah, position. Yeah, it's an iron at a fescue that goes like three inches. Like off there's the green. literally only two options, like to create the path to to these to his outcome on holes. Uh, but I still want to know how they're uh, occurring. You like to hate watch it. I didn't really digest it, but Xander's angry. Do you know all this? Yeah, the, Z- the, driver? the Xander driver, it was like one And something. now it's like a manufacturer on... Ma- like, everyone is sort of, like, I, I chirping ag- from I different... I agree with him, though. Because he, he said that, like, this should be on, like, the providers of... Like, it should be on the manufacturers in order to, like, give me a driver that's regulation. Like, what happened? he's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I put it in my bag. I assume it's good. Sort of like in NASCAR. Like, I, 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 I don't know I, how it works, but, like, it's on manufacture. I don't know. Maybe. I'm yeah, but the manufacturers like own the cars. I think in NASCAR. I don't really know. Anyway, let's works. drop any NASCAR. But like, Z- apparently Xander was sick the entire week too. He had like a viral infection or something. Really, ma- really manifested itself on Sunday. Yeah, that wasn't well, great. Here's no the- one was really great no. on Sunday. Lowry had the most impressive round on Sunday. The fact that he was like one over. Yeah, like, the broadcast was- mentioned no one in the last like fourteen groups was under. Also, par. remember when Tim said that the RNA would never ever adjust the tea times to accommodate the weather or TV and a cursed <laughs> right into existence. Uh, yes. The thing about Xander is he has some boomer bust in him because I've seen him many times mention um, a boomer bust or maybe a bit of Brooks in him to say this, but when he's like out of it, once he like realizes like I can't get to the winner, whether that be on a Friday night or a Saturday afternoon or Sunday at two o'clock when he's out there, he like says he checks out. Not doesn't count pennies. Doesn't have to, but he just checks out. Like he's there to win. Um I like it. So I, I like that mentality. Yeah, I know. He's a killer, and we're in killer no-cut season. So I'm sure it, it, that's Xander season. We'll be talking about it a lot, but there are th- I, I'm not the only one. He's on a short list of guys that there's only like four events left, and I've got three winners. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, well, let me get into people who actually won. So it wasn't you and I who were winners this weekend, but members of FantasyNational.com, you, the people out there, viewers and listeners of the Pat Mayo Experience, Good week. No millionaire. Viewer of the show this year. Maybe they're out there and they just never told me about it, but you know, we had some big wins. We had like a 250K win, a few 100K wins, but no one won the millionaire maker. That's disappointing. But Sweetie Boy Supreme hit Lowry on the outright and turned $171 into $1,380. Awesome. Uh, Jeff Delval also hit Shane Lowry outright. Nick Fuller gave a special shout out to Fantasy National on this one. Turned $31 into $181. 
for the Barbasol just by like running his model and just he said it took him like five minutes to just input lineups and he was a winner for the Barbasol. Uh, Shout out Wiley too, who was there like not getting his listen, open. Listen, I I love golf so much, so I got I got nothing. Who, was it Herman or was it? Yeah, it was Herman. Herman, I got nothing but love for Wiley and his. His adopting that's of his event. the Barbasol. That's his, like, that's his master. Yeah, that's, yeah. I got, I got, you know, and when you were weathered or beaten down, like the hardcores at like four o'clock, there was the Barbasol for you on the weekend if you needed it. And, oh my God. That whole thing you were referring to about before. Yeah, the about Herman trolling thing. me. Did people forget that? So the whole story with Jim Herman no, and no. Trump, just to, that, just, just to throw it out, is Trump. Herman used to be a pro at one of the Trump courses. Trump resorts. Trump yeah. paid for him to go back and become a pro and go on the mini tours. And when he won Houston like three, four years ago, he thanked Trump. Yeah, Trump's was, his guy. Yeah. Trump is his sugar daddy. Trump, yeah. He worked at the shop and I would play probably rounds of Trump. I was like, you're really good. Go be a pro. Yeah, I'll fund you. Yeah, Trump did it. And it was like good for like Trump brands before he was like the brand was being the president. <laughs> but like it was a cool like story. That was like even people that wasn't like a hated thing that it can be now because there's such a yeah like a there, bubble. there was nothing political about it yeah. at the time. <laughs> exactly. like he just he gave, he gave Herman money to like fund his career so yeah. he could go have a shot at being a pro and now he's won on tour twice. It's pretty awesome. It's an awesome story. And so, but that whole thing you were talking about about me being trolled, <laughs> it all started because I sent out a tweet that was obviously a joke to anyone that know knew the backstory. Um, saying like I'm waiting, I'm waiting on the Trump tweet saying that Barb like that Jim Herman's win this week was like the greatest win in golf <laughs> this week. He's their champion golfer of the year because obviously, like the joke being, anything in Trump's orbit is the best, is the greatest. Jim Herman clearly in the Trump orbit wins, therefore his Barbasol win um, greater than yeah champion yeah, yeah. golfer I, of the year. I got it. I thought it was funny. Turned into like me being called like a Clinton like. Oh yeah. I don't know how I, whatever. Let's let's. Um, why isn't Ricky here? You got more people to think. I got more people. So we just on the we just cracked the surface, the tip of the iceberg, just the tip, Jeff, of the winners. We got Raul Menon turned two hundred and seventy five dollars into thirty three hundred dollars on DK. Shout out Donald Carus won forty two hundred dollars on just over a hundred dollars worth of entries. I'm not going to apologize for yelling at Tambo on the show. I'm not going to do it because he wasn't listening. And you know how I yell at you and don't apologize when you're not listening to me? Yeah. He wasn't listening. He gets yelled at. He did have his second top 20 finish in the Millie Maker, though, this year. So shout out to Tambo. Uh, he won 3K on that one lineup in the Millie. He came so he's 16. got a win in two T20s? He didn't win the Millie. A couple years ago, didn't he win? Yeah. He didn't. He's won a whole bunch, but he hasn't won the Millionaire Maker. Uh, F31, a seat into the Fantasy Golf World Championship. Viewers of the show have like 20 seats in the Fantasy. I hope someone of them, one of them wins. That's good for 6500 bucks. they send you out there to host it? They really, well, there is no event. They really should. That would be the perfect oh, tie-in. It really should be. It's not fair. I'll have it Everyone here. loses. And, and everyone can just like come here if you're in it. Yeah, like, they do, we'll, don't we'll they do the together. hockey ones at Real Sports? Yeah. I think this year they did it in Washington. Maybe. I went to the one that was at Real Sports in Toronto. I hate hockey. It's when I like, hung out with people. Druby was there, and so was Sam, so I just caught up with them. Uh, Paul Forit Shebeck won $7,500. Uh, Min Cash Brigade, no longer a part of the Min Cash Brigade because he won $13,400. But the big winner, Johnny Mac, 
won himself $20,000 this weekend. That's pretty good. A lot of winners. My buddy won four second place, uh, Captain Wendell, for great Wendell Clark. Uh, came second in the uh, $10, like, uh, 50K resurgence weekend. Oh, sweet. The the Justin Thomas triple. Yo, just killed him. Just killed him. And when you're not tracking it because you have no idea and you're just waiting, like, you know things are bad. You're, like, just waiting. for You're hoping for the par to show up on the app. You see the seven? Just, ooh. Ooh. Death. But it's still a four. You get, you get the Charles yeah. Nelson Riley on the go. The ooh. Still a nice little second place. Yeah, not a bad. Four, 4K. Listen, I would have taken it. 4K. U.S. dollars. I, I, I only lost half my buy-ins this week on DraftKings, which makes it my most successful major of the year. Not great year. Um, so become a member at fantasynational.com. We still have a month left of this season, and the new season starts up right away. But if you get a monthly right now, it basically brings you to the end of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So I highly recommend that because, listen, it doesn't matter if it's the Barbasol. It doesn't matter if it's the Open Championship, a WGC, the Tour Championship, or the Barracuda. There's money to be won. Yeah, no, even <laughs> even the events like a joke that like I like this is um, glorified swing season. Like, can we have a bye week? Now, There's still going to be a winner, and I'm probably going to assume like someone at like 200 to one cash. Yeah, and that's really when Fantasy National comes into play in those events. Like, it's tough at a WGC when, when all the best players there, are there. It's and like, the, oh, okay, and the no cut. It, yeah, it's really. Um, yeah, it's harder. I, these are my least favorite. Like exponentially. Uh, yeah. outside of i guess like tour championships yeah, tour championships the worst. play but like the duplicate lineups and fields like this it just yeah i'll talk to what i'll do. talk to raza tomorrow about some strategy behind this what you leave like 2k well, on the table i wouldn't say 2k i mean I so gotta, you want to i gotta look at all the pricing you're gonna roster well Makumu, we're not there Horikawa? yet stop spoiling the show and you're not even looking at you say morikawa Horik mikumu horikawa a horikawa. Yeah. I thought you said. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the the barracuda. Oh no, who? Where he is the favorite at that? We'll get to that in a bit. Um, oh yeah, he is. If you want to join the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League, uh, you can find it in the description of the podcast or up on my Facebook page, facebook.com/slash the PME. If you hit the comment section for this video, you'll find a link to find it. We cannot post on YouTube anymore in fear of being banned for life. We don't want to do that. You ready to talk WGC? Yeah, just looking for one guy. TPC Southwind. An event has been held in Memphis every year since 1958. And Southwind is where they usually played the St. Jude Classic. It has been upgraded, Jeff, from regular tour event to WGC on the back of FedEx being local. 7,237 yards, par 70, Bermuda Greens, 64 players in the field. There is no cut. There was 20 eagles on the par two par fives over the course of last year, but this field is obviously a lot better this time around with top-end talent. But... Although it's a par 70 and 7,235 or 37 yards, it actually plays significantly longer. Valspar is another one that does this too. I believe that's a par 71, but like par adjusted length, it's very, very long. Like seven of the par fours this week are over 450 yards. So it's very interesting where it seems like it's a short course, and we've seen some shorter players play really well here in the past that you can bomb and gouge this place. The fairways are really narrow, but they don't really... Maybe they change the conditions, but usually the rough isn't up all that much, and there's a lot of water that you can go into. <laughs> so once upon a time again, to go into like the time machine before Brooks was like God, we'd come to a place like this... He was and, second here two years ago. But we'd be worried there are too many like landmines for Brooks. Uh, just throwing that out there. I, I recall this place just being a party, a birdie party. 
It's not, though. It was the 11th most difficult course on tour last season. Like, Dustin ripped it up last year. So maybe that's sort of a he won by He won by six. He had the, he had sort the, of the walk- big hole, the walk-off, Yeah, he had right? the walk-off on the 72nd hole. Like, Putnam came second. Oh, he's playing well. Yeah, he's also, like, 50-1 to one well. in this field somehow. Oh. Well. Like, he, Putnam has better odds than, like, really good players this week because of that course history, which is unfortunate. And but, his current form. Yeah, his current form is excellent. But, you know, when he's the same odds, when he's... When Andrew Putnam is half the odds of Keegan, like, Keegan's better than Andrew Putnam, I hate to tell you. Now, don't say that Putnam can't win, but, like, if you're going to give one off at 50 and one off at 100, I'll pick the guy who's 100 who's the better player. Like, wouldn't you? Yeah. Even I'm not, like, not that I'm picking yeah. either of them, but. Even to go farther back, I'd rather bet, like, Kisner. Kisner, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kisner's actually quite interesting this week. But uh, well, I wrote it up in my articles. You can check this out on DKPlaybook.com. But ball striking is super key. Approach is far more influential to at least the top 10 finishers than off the tee. But over the past six years, uh, five of the winners have finished inside the top 15 and off the tee for the week. And basically anyone who's in top five in approach is going to come close. Even the year that Fabian Gomez won at like 500 to one three years ago. Uh, He had a great putting week, but he also had a fantastic iron week. So So that says one thing to me. What? Irons? Well, that we can't get burned by Justin's putter. I mean, you can get burned by Justin's putter. You can always get burned by Justin's putter. That can happen. Less likely. But Bermuda greens, we're back on Bermuda greens, and that has historically been the putting surface, which Justin Thomas does prefer the most. Let's get into the odds, the faves at the very top here. Uh, We got the big three this week because we are not. Who are we missing here? We're missing uh, Tiger. Now inside the top. Ricky, what do you want? I guess it is Tiger, yeah, because Rose is inside the top five in the world rankings, isn't he? Rom's here. Who are yeah. we missing? Ricky and Tiger. Ricky and Tiger. Mawanari not here also. Uh, Dustin's 8-1. to one. Dustin's 8-1. to one. I have him as the defending champion because he won this course last year. Yeah, of the, course. Yeah, the actual defending champion. Oh, I've read defending. people are calling like the Bridgestone. Yeah, is the, that people no. are saying Justin Thomas is the defending no, champion, which he's not. DJ like is. Doesn't work like that. Brooks is 9. Rory's 10. John Rom is 12. JT is now down to 16. He opened at 20 to 1 he's down to 16 already so that's never any fun um from this range i like jt the best but i don't think i'm gonna bite at 16 i bid at 18 okay i i listen i wrote him up i think he's a, i'll play him on DraftKings. i just don't want to if i miss him at as 16, i said I, I there are few tournaments left and i've got x amount of winners so i'm trying to fill slots a uh, small card because those winners uh it's time to fill them that's how I look at it. It's a shame uh, there's no Daniel Berger exemption. He should just be like grandfathered into this event. Yeah, he won it what two years in a row? His only wins. Two, two years in a row. Yeah. yeah, his only wins on tour. Do you worry about the guys? A either coming that played in the British Open that are coming over, or B made the cut at the British Open and are coming back over because you have guys like Bryson, guys like Rory. Uh, who else is on this list that would have missed Scott? Hideki day like I they could have flown back. Yes, they could have flown back Friday night. As we'll as we'll get to it when we cross over there. I do might give an extra check mark even doing the cut sweat. I've uh, like cuts out of the bag. Feel like everyone's on Bryson. I don't know if that's my fault. I hope not. Yeah. Last time Bryson was the consensus pick, he came second and broke all of our hearts. Um, I'll, I'll throw some. But sh- but I do I, like. I, I, but, I, but 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 Chez, sorry. Off Shez off the U.S. US Open, Open one, yeah. contended was kind of in it. I'd say this then, is a bit different though. 
Yeah, like, it's an we, overseas flight. It's, there's a lot clear more. Customs. It's a link skull, like as much as Pebble was, you know. Uh, and you have guys like, let's see, Rory, Rom, Thomas, Rose, Stenson. Like all of those guys from the very top have been over there for a bit too. Yeah, Fleetwood. Like they've been playing Euro golf for the past three weeks instead of being over here. So I don't know how, like, I, I yeah. really don't know how that affects. Even guys, like, farther back, like, Reed's been over there, Kisner's been over there, playing the Irish Putnam. or the Scott. Yeah, so guys, yeah, Putnam's been in great form over there, Kuchar, a whole consortium have been over there. Are we looking at a guy, okay, under 20 to me, it's really only Justin, and I bet it. Yeah, I would um, say my favorite play I mean, I, I like Justin Thomas because I think that he is trending very close to a victory. I mean, even overseas, he was ninth at the Scottish. He was 11th at the British Open. The guy still can't make a fucking four-foot yeah. pot. My, Maybe my, that will eventually my, flip for as him. As I've alluded, um, as I've teased many times, my capping is normally not very scientific. But it's now less exponentially less scientific when, as I've said, I've got guys that I know are going to win. By no, I don't know anything. <laughs> But there's only like a finite amount of tournaments left, and those slots have to cross. So that's how I bet. Crossing swords with your guys? Yeah, unless like really smart people like can point me into something that um that their models are showing. I I, I have a feeling for how I want to play out these last few weeks. Dustin at eight to one. I don't want to bet him at eight to one, but hey, he's he's had shitty Britishes and won the next week. That's what I'm saying. Although he, he missed the cut last year and came back. And he was like motivated for the Canada and the and the Glen Abbey was like a perfect fit. Yeah, he's the honorary Canadian in the field. Um, the only Canadian who can win, I guess, outside of Corey. Collins yeah, listen, now. I part of me. Yeah, Dustin Brooks to me, they always deserve to be. Yeah, and Rory too. Yeah, I mean, Rory won the Canadian Open this year. He won the Players this year, so he's won it two shorter courses, uh, par seventy one and par seven. I I I worry. That he might just be burnt out. Not burnt out, because I think he could, like, win the tour championship and still, like, make it all. Yeah. All the monies. But almost as, like, the part of, like, let's blindly pick on Lowry, I think Rory, for the complete opposite, like, might be a guy I, I just kind of... It's so scary picking on Rory. No, not picking on him. I wouldn't want to do it, like, um, that, but I feel like... And, dude, he's pretty ripped. Check out his feed. Just scroll down. I feel like he has a lot of, um, like, just like Lowry has, you might like, has baggage from the win. I think Rory could be carrying, like, some baggage from the law. Like, that hit him hard. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, I, it I almost agree. like he. But, but, but it could work one of both, two both ways. Both it could be, it could super, be work on, yeah. the, hey, let's get back on the yeah. horse and go win this WGC. Yes. Or you could see him like one over early on yeah, Thursday <laughs> and he like, looks like his dog is still dead. I think that the effort that he put forward to try to like storm and make the cut on Friday, I think puts him in a positive place. That'd just yes. be my, my opinion. Yeah, no, if he had gone the other way and he ended up like plus five again, yeah, and, and, like, it was, like, and, and, and listen, he didn't win. But the goal of showing off that part of the country. Also, that course is fucking beautiful. Yeah, no, that's. It looked great that, on so TV. That's just what I'm getting at. Just the whole thing. It was the fact that an Irishman won. It wasn't him. It wasn't Graham. The whole week was a resounding success. I don't think Monday morning, with how it ended, people are lamenting Rory missing the cut. No, because of how it ended. Yes. So it's probably easier to get over. Him and Lowry go way back. 
it could be these things that are hyper motivating. Uh, yeah, I they all three of them deserve to be at the top. If I had to bet one, I'm always like that hamster looking at Dustin. But yeah. I, I I'm going to pass on this entire range. So if we go 20 to 50, the next range, we got guys like Xander at 20, Cantlay and Fleetwood and Rose at 22. Rose is cuss one and done this week, by the way. J-Row, cool man J-Row. 22 to 1. Stenson's at 25. Imagine. Then you got Spieth and Scott and Day at 30. DeChambeau and Hideki and Finau and Cooch all at 33. Reed, Louie, Casey, Webb at 40 to 1. That's where the cutoff is. I have two bets in this range. Like you, I have bet Mr. Bryson DeChambeau, and I don't feel great about it now that the world is on it, and this is not on Bentgrass's preferred winning surface over the years. Uh, I also bet Hideki. So there's a couple guys in this range that when we look at them, you have to consider the type of format that we're in. A WGC, there is no cut, and they're going to have all these rounds. Xander has proven he is a guy who can win a no-cut event, likes a no-cut event. Justin Thomas is another one. Really enjoys himself a no-cut event, as does Hideki. Hideki also plays really well at no-cut events. And Hideki, outside of last week... Like, he's crushing it right now. Crushing it. And we kind of forgot about it. These are the same odds that we're getting all the time. Crushing it. Crushing it. It's not like he had to stick around and play the weekend. And it's always nice. I Listen, I didn't end up betting Hideki last week, so there was some, I didn't hit a winner regardless, but there was peace of mind when his Friday went backwards, at least for me, because he's always a guy that I think about. And I love Hideki, like, in this, I never want a part of him at when they make him like 16 or 18, but you cross him over 30, he always um, has my attention. Doesn't really bring the win equity that I want, but I would like him. Uh, him and Xander are guys that I would be thinking about. I've already bet on Bryson. I think Xander is a killer. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder now. Uh, I think he's fresh and ready to go. He is a player who I have pegged for one of these um end of season wins yeah i mean he's already won the tour championship so uh, so i think everything coming up sets up well for him 20 is shorter than i had hoped i have seen some 22s not really a big difference is this a week to now that he actually you know he's playing for consecutive weeks for the first time in like 25 years and he killed everyone last week we're now getting adam scott at 30 to 1 yeah essentially the same number he went off at last week a, a favorite of many people I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm shocked as I joked on Twitter. I, I, I can't believe he finds like Memphis acceptable enough for his like body to walk through. If they do grow at the rough, and I don't have any inside information on this, and I will probably see it throughout the week with people from around there. Stenson would become somewhat intriguing just because he's striking the like Jay, like he's ba- he and JT are basically in the same boat right now. I like they're both striking it really well and can't make a putt. But I think I like I said, I'm in on Hideki and Bryson. I worry that everyone's just in on Bryson's. There's no chance. I yeah, can that, ever that almost. That, so I'll take a decade at the same one. Scott would be the other one I would consider. I but like, I'm trying to keep it small this week. I like those two guys. That's where I'm starting. I like Hideki more than Scott. So do I. That's why I instantly I went do. to him. And I know it might be a weird thing to say, but I actually feel I trust. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Hideki more to actually win. Yeah, than Scott. Scott can come close, but. I don't feel it with him. Patrick Reed at 40. No worry. There's just been a lot of golf maybe played. Uh, there could be some tracks coming up, though, in that FedEx Cup. Well, Wyndham next week, too, if he decides to play. He's won there before. 
Donald Ross course. The one, uh, is the speed number like they're still like posting it way shorter than it probably. Yeah, should I mean, be. I, I just who's betting Jordan speed these odds? Okay. I assume the public is, but no, uh, there might be someone. no one I know that knows anything about golf. Really, who knows anything about golf, especially when it comes to progress? Well, look at like even the thing, like the Jim Herman like last like thirty starts tracker. Like miscut, 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 70th, miscut, 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 60th, miscut, 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 50th win. What? Like to pretend we have a clue? Like it's such a weird, fun game that we all can't certainly love. Cantley is intriguing. I just don't want the 22. And it's like Finau's intriguing. Yeah, last time, you know, you had those vibes about Cantley. He won Memorial. I'm not afraid of him against a strong field. No, listen, Cantley's a a class player. He could definitely win. I would probably rather Cantley than Fleetwood. This week, yes. Yes, here. I would probably rather Xander than both of them. I think Xander versus Cantley is a really interesting argument. I'm not going to bet either, but if it comes down to like a DraftKings decision... Probably end up going Xander. I just like the success that he's had in these no-cut events. I've seen him do it. Yeah, I worry about uh, if you mentioned he was sick on the weekend. But, I don't know, having a driver that he likes wanting to screw, like, just give big middle fingers. Because I think there was a brand. I don't know. It seemed like he also got into a pissing match with a different manufacturer. I don't know. These things don't really concern me, so I don't pay attention to them. Um, give me one last look through that range. Casey Kucher's been playing a lot of golf overseas. Yeah, not it is back on Bermuda, which is good for Kucher, but it's not a coastal course, so I'm usually so. Okay, we stopped at fifty. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about Louis. We're in America, but we're in America. Webb, Webb, a guy like Xander, like a lot of these guys have played golf overseas for a few weeks. He could be fresh and ready to pop. I don't, I'm not betting it. What did Webb even do last week? Did he make the cut? He did make. He finished even. He had a bad Sunday. A lot of guys had a really bad Sunday. I think he went to Sunday minus three and then shot three or four over. He had a bad finish to his Sunday. Webb's kind of interesting here, actually, at forty to one. Now that I look at what he's been up to, he's gaining off the tee a bunch. And that's just like, even last year when he was going through like his hot streak, because the putter had come around, he wasn't gaining strokes off the tee. And we, can, we know shorter hitters can win here. And like he's just crushing it with approaches recently. And he's back on Bermuda, which is like really his preferred mm. putting surface. I'm going to put a little star next to his name. When I release my cheat sheet on Wednesday, it might have Webb Simpson's name on it. Unless I go to one of these guys below. You want to talk the rest of the guys? Yeah, there's Before someone he, over 50 I could talk about. I have two guys from, like, the very bottom that I think are probably better T20 bets. That doesn't mean I'm not going to throw, like, five bucks on there each way. But there were two guys in particular well, I really— Like, really low? One, no, really, really low. But there's one guy—actually, one guy in particular I wanted to point out that when I went back and looked at, like— because course history here is really odd because you don't get a lot of, like, the very, very top-end guys that come to this course very often. Like, Dustin plays it a bunch. Brooks plays it a bunch. Bill plays it a bunch. Then it's like Billy Ho and JB Holmes. Like they're the other good guys who have played this more than like twice in the past five years. But when you go and look like Shez is another one who plays this course a lot. But if you go and look at the players that have had success at this course and you look at like where else like they have success, travelers really popped up for me. Here we go. And I just saw Bubba Watson. What is he? A hundred to one. Like, he doesn't play here. Tell me. Whisper it. You're the whisperer. But the thing is, we don't... Whisper to us. Usually, you can see the Bubba track coming, because he's had a lot of success in these over there. He's just never played. Like, he doesn't play this course, so I don't know. But, like, on paper, Uh he's 100... It's been a weird year. Didn't he finish second at Valspar? He did. And he finished fourth at Valspar. And I think this this does correlate a little bit to Valspar, too, but he's not having a good year, although he just... Of course, he made the cut at the British Open after everyone bet him to not make the cut. 
But, oh yeah, I think people got crushed in some head-to-heads. But this is I just think it's a very intriguing track. Like if off the tee you need it's not as valuable as approach clearly, but you do need to finish very high up in the off the tee department. You know that he's going to do that. Like again, Andrew Putnam's 55 to 1, Bubba Watson's 100 to 1. Yeah, Matthew Wolf's 90. Well, of course he is. He's also in the WGC and Hovland's not. <laughs> Because poor Hovland, as soon as he becomes uncursed, I'm telling you, Rob McIntyre, not friend of the show, Rob McIntyre, Bobby oh. Mack, the golfer, that's going to be Tim's <laughs> new guy. Tim being a lefty, and now there's a young lefty he who's, can get who's behind. Who's a heavy, who's just like a big brick shithouse type Yeah, kid. He, he's like bigger Ted Potter Jr. is his like body type. Tim's going to be all in on that guy soon. And when Tim jumps off the Hovland bandwagon, Hovland's going to get a win. We know this. Yeah, other than that, like you can see like, you know, the Horschels and the Willets. I just, that feels like such a dead range to me. Yeah, it kind of does. I don't know. I mean, Danny feels like on courses that can work for him, he feels like we got to just play him Danny, because like his Danny's game close. is like, Danny's close. Yeah. I mean, you say close. I say like, it's there. Like, I'm not talking about winning this week. I mean, the guy that he was is almost back. The courses he can have success at. It seems like he's having Th- this, success. This at would be consistently. one of them. Though. And he even has a win in the calendar year. Like that was a very strong field Euro event with a lot of the big Americans um, that came over for that one. So I'm almost ready to say like, he's just the, he is a bonafide normal golfer again. Yeah. He will have his spot. He's a top 50 golfer again. Love it. Yeah, me too. Like he's better than Hatton now. (laughs) Um, but no, but I, I was just curious about yeah. Bubba, just yeah. based on different things that I looked at. I was like, it's really deep odds for Bubba. Okay. And then I got my two guys from the very back end. I think that Hama and Connors, Connors is two. Connors this is, is like two tens. Fi- Connors is two fifty to one. Hama is two seventy five to one. Uh, I did put five bucks on them both on the each way, but I'll probably bet them top twenty in first round leader. I just think that when you look at ball striking, distance plus approach, both those guys have it. We know they're disastrous putters. We know this stuff. But maybe, listen, they both won on tour already this year. If you just think that they can compete a little bit, as long as they don't bury themselves on the greens, they should be somewhat competitive here, I think. I like them more than the Keith Mitchells or the Justin Hardings or, like, these random Nate Lashleys, Kevin Tway, J.B. Holmes, or even, like, the random, like, poom, shake, shake, shake the room coming in. There's, like, eight asian tour players in the field like you don't need to be concerned about them but where their odds are so deep to begin with and i don't know if this will be adjusted in the top 20 market or not because those odds haven't come out yet but you might be able to rook like a 12 to 1 14 to 1 top 20 on those guys and you know what has a better chance of happening and maybe you can answer this for me if justin thomas is 16 to 1 to win or you can bet max hama or Corey connor's 14 to 1 to be top 20 i think the top 20 bets are the better bets tell you the truth yeah, in a 64 man field yeah. if you're telling me to cross out eight asians i wouldn't say you can put one of those guys into the top 20 i don't know which one it's going to be but say let's give them one i mean yeah no, i hear you it's probably boom I mean, let's not forget according to tim all asian golfers are hideki <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> It was just like the time that he told me, he's like, yeah, I love Siwoo Kim. We watched Siwoo Kim play in Phoenix. I was like, that was Ben Ann, man. <laughs> Tim doesn't know. Gets very confused. Um, the uh, other- confused like the people he walks with. Uh, Kevin Kisner, you'd mentioned, is somebody yeah, that... Yeah, I, I just in- like he's playing okay. Uh, I don't really love the odds there, but 
if it's another like travelers type situation, get him on Bermuda. He tends to play better on Bermuda, but like Kucher, he plays a lot better on like Bermuda Coastal. Uh, How Tong was the other one. Just he's so Hatong's, like hit and miss. How Tong is just really good. That 110 to one, you could take a flyer, and he's competed in these W. Like I don't mean competed like he was in the field for these WGCs. He's been good at WGCs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before. He he's a guy. Here's I, a guy. He's not I, like John no, Gruden. I will say this about How Tong Lee. Because you've that seen he's it. actually Hideki Matsuyama. <laughs> Other than that, if it is How Tong Lee versus Rory on Sunday, like he doesn't seem to be afraid of that, and he's conquered that before. Yeah, he don't care. So that he, he ran down Dustin in yeah, Abu Dhabi. So that's something that is always important for me to to make an outright uh, bet. Like I don't think don't that- get me wrong, I'll bet a lot of losers, but another guy. Uh, maybe we should just not talk about him. Actually, oh, tell me. Tell me all about him. I just am curious. Hama is interesting for me, too, because he was not over there last week. He's been stateside, where mostly everyone in this field played, except for, like, him and Wolf are the two. Like, Cabrera Bayos finished well at this course before. I bet you, Listen, no, ra- I bet you no one uses him on DraftKings after last week. Yeah. Him and Leishman. <laughs> I mean, he'd been playing. I don't know what to make of that, because it's essentially the same number a lot of people could have bet him at last week. But I that bet was him like, at last uh, week. That was a course fit and a situational fit that people probably, you know, popped as mm-hmm. opposed to this. Would I be crazy? I don't want Say to it. Do it. Just, Woodl- you- Woodland's played twice. He missed the cut in Minnesota with a Friday charge and and obviously got Ander Kirst coming home. That that was the very, <laughs> if people didn't watch the live, you got to be watching these live cut sweat shows. Gary Woodland has figured out his putting. There's no way that he's going to miss this two-foot putt. <laughs> <laughs> miss the cut. <laughs> Listen, you want to be, listen, you, Woodland has paid himself off for life yeah, for I, you. I should just stop and just be happy for him. It's probably the, like, prudent yeah. move. I think he's still, like, on victory lap time here. Yeah, yeah. People were seeing him, like, Wednesday at the pubs. Should we talk about Shane Lowry's 60 to 1? And you, like, I, it was add-on, and you both brought up a good point. Like, this is a week to really target him in head-to-heads. But then Paul brought up a good point, is that he's Irish. Yeah. And he's probably played a lot of rounds, like, real hungover in if the past anyway. If there's any, like, type that could really let loose. Yeah, you want Burley. And be back on the Irish. first tee, like, just ready to go. Yeah, like when Pepperell played that round at the British hungover. And he was like, yeah, I shot minus five. It was great. Yeah, the Brits and the booze—they can play. I there's a lot of questions out there if he's even going to play. Well, you want to find the guy who shows up to hit his one shot, gets his guaranteed money, and takes off. That's yeah, the, guy that the you books want. might yeah be hesitant on posting like matchups. But again, I don't know. Guys that have won have, have not played poorly after winning. They don't necessarily like win or contend again, but um, they seem to to hold themselves up just fine. Any love for Phil? No. He plays well. He plays well at this course. He's like one of the few. No love has for like Phil. Um, and the dream is that, like Phil won't be on the Presidents Cup team, right? Like, there's no, no way. I don't think so. So that's gonna end. Unless and, Tiger picks him just to stick it to him. Oh yeah, you fly to Australia, pal. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna sit you in Max Sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out they're not really friends. Yeah. Although I would hire, like, who's doing it? NBC's doing the Presidents' Cup? Yeah. If Phil's not on the team, hire Phil to do your coverage. Because Paul Azinger is an absolute disaster. They couldn't pay You know who rate. was great? When Graham McDowell came on, like, after he had missed the cut and was just kind of talking? He should be on TV. I know he's still, like, competitive as a golfer, but, like, get him on the broadcast if he's not in the field. 
He's great. And Azinger is trash. Yeah. Not that I was a big Johnny Miller fan, but like if you're going to get the guy to come in to replace Johnny Miller, like he's such an icon on that set. And although he was just the most negative guy of all time, like Azinger just doesn't seem like he has a clue. Yeah. No, he's very um, not a part of it. There's also no way Tiger probably shouldn't pick himself for the team. Either. I agree. Although it's going to be very warm. So we've learned to fade Tiger in like not super hot conditions. It's going to be spicy. Spice. I did like in, in Tiger Australia. Tiger's, you know, post Friday press conference essentially acknowledging he needs a vacation from all of his vacations. Yeah, that's tough. I listen, I'm on board with that. I got like when I got I, when I brought the baby to go visit at home, it took me like three days to be like, I need to like chill out here. Like this was Yeah, awful. no, I get it. I get it. Is this I'm what just, happens when you you've had kids longer than vacations I have? Is this suck. what happened? Like yeah, you're just worn out by the end of a vacation? Yeah, they're the worst. <sighs> I'm thinking about flying my mom up once the baby gets old enough. She can stay at my place to watch the kid. My wife and I will go on vacation. That's that's I feel like that's gotta be the move. Five star move. I don't got anything else. Barracuda. I'm, yeah, I'm, I pulled up the Barracuda odds here. Barracuda. My 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 biggest. We have this is like the best like musical interlude like week of the year. You have Barracuda, but you also have Walking in Memphis. You know they'll play that on the broadcast if they can obtain yeah. the rights. We can't hear, so I can't sing too many of the words. No, and this Golden is in Memphis. No, the, weird out. These WGCs, the players get like the sweetest. Um, like little gift bags. Oh, it's not like I learned this when I played Hazeltine a few weeks back that because the LPGA like US Open was there. Yeah. Do you know they billet people for the LPGA? It's like junior hockey. Like even the stars, like they can either get their own hotel, but like members of the course that they go to have to put up some LPGA golfer. Like live at their house. So a whole bunch of people had all these like Korean ladies come over and they had like them, their team, and their translator all living with them. It's nuts. It's not like the prize pools are small for those events either. No, it's not like it's WNBA money. No. They make like... When you got Jung Hyung Wang 6 winning stuff. I like, mean, they don't make tennis money, but they make pretty freaking good money, the yeah, ladies. They make, they make better than web.com money, I would think. Do they make Sonora money? What's a higher prize pool? The, the Champions Tour or the LPGA Tour? I don't know. I don't pay attention to either of them, so I actually don't know. But <sighs> What do you think is... Probably champions. Yeah. It had Although the LPGA has some pretty powerful like corporate sponsorships. Agreed, but the stuff that you see on the Champions Tour, like no matter how like hot the LP I don't mean like physically, yeah, I, but like yeah. no matter how much traction the LPGA ever picks up, when it gets to the point you can be like and it's not so much right now, but like, hey, John Daly's playing. Like that's good to sell a whole bunch of tickets. No, there will be a you time I mean? when like Tiger is out Phil there is and out Phil there. is out there. Yeah, and there's no doubt you anticipate the guys getting able to to get there. And the crossover of audience, like if I grew up being like a Stricker guy or a Monty guy yeah. or a Langer guy like twenty five years ago, now I'm sixty. Yeah. Like jets up and like the, the type of branding and the money that would go along with old rich dudes who like yeah. watching old golfers play i think that what, it'd be I, I could yeah. be way off could on be but like, i don't know it's the evian brooke henderson's the favorite this week uh but yeah longer on the senior he's got he's got he's not winning trophies anymore it was stricker and jerry kelly in town but david toms yeah get some tom what happened to mccarran it doesn't look like he's playing how is he not in the senior open i don't know hasn't he won like eight times this year 
You're like, screw this. I'm not leaving the States. Uh, anyway, Barracuda. Morikawa is the favorite. What did you have him at? when you? Looked? I saw 14. I had 10 to 1 here. 10 to 1. It's him, Keimer, Laird, Berger, Grio, Henley, Straka, Palmer, Tringali, Bill Haas. It's DraftKings scoring. Yeah, it's Stableford scoring. It should, this should be the DraftKings Open. I, I say this every single year. Instead of using stupid Stableford scoring, DraftKings, I'm not saying pay me less. <coughs> in fact, you can pay me more, and I'll go host the event out there. We'll do the show live in Reno. It'll be fun. But just DraftKings Open, DraftKings scoring, boom. It would be amazing. Uh, so those are all the guys. Bill Haas coming off a pretty good week. Steel's 40 on this one. I like Vegas and Steel. I just want guys who can bomb it, make some birdies, potentially some eagles. Steele has a really good track record here, and he's actually started to play a lot better. So Vegas and Steele for me at the Barracuda. And maybe I'll give a look to someone deep down the list, but at this moment, I do not have that guy. Maybe Svensson? I haven't looked at it yet. What's what's Burger? How's your Burger? 20. That's not great. No. Grillo? 22. I kind of just hope Morikawa wins, but that's me. He's very good. I remember my biggest Barracuda like memory was when Woodland couldn't outduel Surge. Uh, no, Super Nintendo yeah. Chalmers. Yeah, that was rough. That's yeah. when we almost like gave up on Woodland. Yeah, I, I think the next day I said I'm never betting Gary Woodland again, well, ever. It's a good thing you did. Ever. Ever. But I don't know. It's fun. It's a silly event. Yeah, it'll be fun to like to switch on and off. There'll be a lot of good coverage for WGC too. They generally show it T to T on Golf Channel just because they can. I don't know why that is. They must have a separate agreement with WGCs over the PGA. Not yeah. quite sure. Let's bring up who I've used in that one and done. Eh? All right, you ready for this? You yeah. ready to do this? Yeah, yeah. Quick picks for the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. For me, I'm starting it pretty lightly, to tell you the truth, and I'll have my cheat sheet released on Wednesday on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the PME, the same place you can enter the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. You find the link up there, as you can on the Pat Mayo Experience description of the podcast. Boom, you get in there. It's still the best contest on DraftKings. Bryson, Hideki, 33-1. to 1. I'm going to look at Webb. I'm going to look at Bubba. They are not on as of yet. And then at the very bottom, I'll play them first round leader, top 20, and a very mini play on the top five and the win. Max Homet, 275 to 1. And El Canadien. Or Le Canadien. Corey Connors, 250 to 1. That's me. All right. For me, I've bet Justin at 18, and I've bet Bryson at 33. Uh, guys I'm looking at are Hideki, Xander, and Cantley. I'm probably going to take one. Of those, very it'll could be a three four man little card here. And for the bar- pretty much the players I've picked to win the yeah. tournaments that and, are. And for the Barracuda, I'm going to go with Vegas and Steel thirty five and forty to one. Vegas maybe, is forty. No, Vegas is thirty five. So maybe I'll just play some doubles. I'll play Hideki and Bryson. I'll play Vegas and Steel. Double them together. Yeah, they get like eight and points maybe, for Eagles, maybe, right? Maybe, yeah, is that eight, what it is? I, I don't know if it's, it's that. Like that's five that's or drafting scoring is eight points oh. for Eagles. <laughs> I believe it's five for an Eagle, three for a birdie, one for a par, minus two for a bogey or something. I don't know what it is. It's something stupid. But anyway, you want guys who make birdies. <laughs> yeah. Guys who can bomb it, potentially make Eagles. And, and there's like short par fours there too. And it's in and it's the elevation. It's elevation yeah. in Reno, yeah. Uh, one and done picks of the week. Xander. Xander Shifley for you. Tim is taking Justin Rose, and I am taking Hideki Matsuyama, Jay which Wood. means I get 25 guys in the field, according to Tim. 
That'll do it on the Pavio experience coming up this week on the show. I got Raza on Tuesday. The UFC is on Thursday. Wednesday, I release my top 200 rankings. Oh, it's time. It's time. I've already recorded it. Garyan, Garyan in studio. Yeah. Tim on the line. French accents. Crazy takes. Tim refusing to make a bet because he doesn't want to be bullied into it. And then Friday, Tim is back on with Sammy Reed. Quentin Tarantino movie power rankings. How high did he end up putting Robbie Anderson? Um, well, he doesn't do rankings. They just comment no. on my ranks. I actually have Robbie Anderson at like 25 at wide receiver. So I actually that's pretty like high. Him. I kind of like him. So that's me. Yeah, you should like him. Um, get in the listeners league. Do that. Become a member at Fantasy National. Do that. Follow Jeff on Twitter at gfeinberg17 and troll him. Still get very upset. No, 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 no. Yeah, the... You should see the stuff I don't, don't respond to. Don't make me to. reverse backhand you, Jeff. You should see the stuff I don't respond to. <laughs> oh. It's only the worst. Yeah, I don't respond to any of it. And I just, then I, really, I, I just straight up mute people. See, if I, if what, someone says a thing I don't like to me, they instamute. See, here's, I, don't, I don't log on to Twitter to like be mad all the time. Do you want to know what else I got today? What? Because because I'm a Chargers fan, I can have no opinion on um, on the chefs on a grown. Uh, the guy deleted his tweet, by the way. Uh, I can have no opinion on a grown man beating a child. It's out of bounds for me because you're a Chargers fan. because I'm a Charger fan. OK, think you're wildly misinformed on this. The D.A. never said he hit his child and the full uh, tape exonerates him. I just hate seeing a black man's name dragged through the mud by a drug-dependent Canadian Chargers fan. Ouch. Shots fired. <laughs> didn't he also, like, punch don't his worry. pregnant... Didn't he punch his pregnant girlfriend when he was in college? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I, I Great only, guy, though. Thanks. I actually responded with a Pat nomenclature, if I use that properly. Oh. I said, uh, give your head a shake, pal. Wow. Stole that from uh, Murdoch Mayo, my grandfather. He also <laughs> says things like Callum. The wind, pretty Callum out there. Anyway, that's a, that's aggressive. Yeah, I think he read it again and deleted it, but still <laughs> sits in my feed. So. There you go. All right. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at the PME. Giveaways to be had for everyone out there. Check out all the work up on dkplaybook.com. I think that's basically it. Thanks, everyone, for sitting through this with us. Good luck at the WGC, at the Barracuda. Barracuda. I'm turning the fucking cam here. Um, I'll see you next time. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.